This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 289 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, normally I'm telling you to turn off the TV. Today I found a new show you might want to check out. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now, and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin, but I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do to die it thin. Won't tell you lies thin. I won't smaller thighs thin, but I realize I guess I'll have to All righty. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. If you're new to the show, I'm not a doctor. I'm not even a trainer. Don't play one on TV. Nothing like that. Just a dude or a dudette like you trying to lose some weight. And um, as I look at my Fitness Pal app, I am up 0.2 pounds. Now, there is a what I would call kind of legitimate excuse, if that makes any sense. And that is, uh, last week I was in Florida speaking at a big podcasting event and didn't have a whole lot of access to any kind of decent food and uh, ate a lot of chicken sandwiches, plain, but I did not have any vegetables, zero, for four days. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of find yourself in that, making better bad choices, didn't get a whole lot of time to walk around, didn't drink enough water, and so I'm kind of happy that I didn't, you know, gain more weight than that, and I think part of that was if I wasn't eating meh food, I was starving, which is really bad, by the way, because then when you do find food, you're like, oh, just give me the biggest burger ever, so yeah, and it was... um. I didn't have access to a car. You know, a lot of things there. You go, mm, yeah, okay, that was a bad idea. But I, I am, it sounds weird, but I'm ecstatic that I really didn't gain a ton of weight. Uh, but I, I I do know that when you starve yourself, that, that can lead to really bad things. And I was really glad that I didn't uh, follow a lot of impulses that I had. The uh, The vending machine at the hotel was taunting me on a regular basis. And I was like, hmm, so. But. Uh, today, I'm going to be a shorter show. I was uh, browsing through the TV trying to find anything of value to watch, which can be hard. And I stumbled across a show that is really interesting from a couple aspects. It's called Fit to Fat to Fit. And what it is, this is on A&E, and I'll put a link to this out in the show notes at logicalloss.com slash 289. 
they take somebody who needs to lose a lot of weight, and we're talking you know, 80 to over 100 pounds, and they find a trainer, and they take the trainer and have them gain a lot of weight, like 40% of their weight, like 40 to 60 pounds in four months. And that's the part that's a little weird is these trainers. The the thought is these trainers aren't as effective because they've never been fat. They don't know what it's like. And so you see these ripped dudes with giant muscles and these little um, fire plugs of, of female trainers that are just, you know, sturdy as all get out. And they go around and they eat hot dogs and mac and cheese and donuts and pizza and everything else. And they do zero exercise. And here's the interesting part that I wanted to share with you is the these are people that are, you know, you can do it. And they're just they're just a, the poster child of self-confidence. And when they get fat a, they are beyond tired. B, their self-esteem and their mental stability kind of goes. One trainer broke up with his girlfriend because he was just irritable all the time. Uh, one trainer just lost all, like she's been a trainer for, I don't know how many years, but she was like like questioning her value to society kind of like, I don't know. I don't think I should be a trainer anymore. I'm not a good person. Um, Many of them cry because they just feel horrible. Um, A couple times I've watched it when you're trying to gain this insane amounts of weight in a short period of time, four months, your body just is like, and and they've had doctors step in and go, no, 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 you're, you're ruining your kidneys and you're doing this and you're doing that. And then the fun part is once they gain the weight, they get with their, their, the person that needs to lose weight. Now there's two of them and they do it side by side. And it's interesting hearing the uh, kind of takeaways from the trainer. I'm going to play one here. I'm going to eat five meals right now. What do you guys think? Chicken kebab or should I just go for a hot dog? My favorite food while getting fat were glazed bear claws with light and sweet coffee from the food trucks. Gross. I did this to prove that I was a good trainer. I got in this so I could be there for people. And now I don't even want to do this job anymore. I worked insanely hard to find a passion and to find something that I love. And within four months, I feel like all that's gone. At the end of my weight gain journey, I didn't want to be a trainer because I literally felt like I was climbing an uphill battle that I could not take on myself. I felt like the obesity epidemic was like stifling me. And for some reason, I felt completely unqualified. I think the most important thing that I learned is that things can suck a lot, but they're not an excuse for you not to try to be a better person.
So it's interesting because as I watch this, that's just one example. And you watch these really fit people and there's always a spot where they just kind of mentally lose it. I mean, one guy was like, man, this is delicious and was really loving it. But he just, there's a point where they just wake up and, you know, we always say if you go into like a Dick's Sporting Goods or someplace and you see, you know, a 30 pound, 40 pound, whatever, however much weight you need to lose, go over, pick up and pick up that weight and you realize you're carrying that around and that's why you're tired and that's why it's almost like torture at times and we wear ourselves down I said when you're tired you make bad choices well we're making ourselves tired the other thing that's interesting about it is you watch these trainers go oh I'm having such a hard time gaining this weight and realize that we did this over a long period of time You know, sometimes it's just months, maybe something drastic happened in your life and you just self-medicated with food. But for most of us, it was just a little bit here and a little, wow, I'm up another two pounds this year and I'm up another two pounds this year. And all of a sudden you, the decade goes by and you're like, dang, I'm up 20 pounds. So, and also keep in mind, these people are doing some Pretty insane stuff. They say, then they keep mentioning it over and over. These people are under closely supervised stuff because they're losing a lot of weight really, really quick. In fact, I'd like them to do kind of a like, where are they now kind of segments uh, with these people. But it is a very interesting show and it gives you some insights into, you know, maybe if you don't feel good, maybe you're mentally not as strong as you want to be. That could very well be due to the fact that we're overweight. It it seems to really, and I don't think it's the weight. I just wonder if it's not the chemicals in the food. Because we've said that there have been studies that show when you get the right mix of sugar, salt, and fat, it's like heroin to our brain. And if you've ever seen documentaries or things like that where they interview people that are junkies, You know, these people are ready to, they'll do anything and they're miserable. They're, they're all they're thinking about is their next fix. And I think that's kind of how we are at times. We're just miserable. The other thing I saw this on Facebook and now that it's March, the shamrock shake is back. You know, that awesome green goodness that comes back every year, 94 I believe it's tablespoons. Let me find that real quick. Yeah, in the graphic here, and I'll put this out at logicalloss.com slash, again, 289. The Shamrock Shake is back. Only 93 grams of sugar. That is insane. And it shows 23, I guess, teaspoons or just a spoonful of that. So, uh, holy cow, that's a little insane. And... uh If you probably Google like healthy shamrock shake, I'm sure there are other alternatives to that. But, uh, and when watch the marketing on that, that's the interesting thing, you know, get it now. They're going to, they're going to sell you that scarcity. Got to get it while it's here. You're missing out. You're missing out because in marketing, when you add scarcity to a, uh, an item, it boosts sales. Why do you think all these places are like, Hey, McRib is back. Because when it was just on the menu, nobody bought it. But when they make it a scarcity, oh, it's back for a limited time. 
it's the new, you know, such and such burger with, you know, pizza on top of it with a whipped cream and a pancake all in a bun. You know, get it now. Well, we don't want to miss out on anything. And in the end, we shoot ourselves in the foot. So be careful with that. Holy cow. 93 grams of sugar. Holy cow. So I went and looked this up. And according to the American Heart Association, for men, you should try not to get more than nine teaspoons, not tablespoons, teaspoons of sugar for women, six. That's insane. And the fact that there's 23 spoonfuls in one shamrock shake, so you don't get any sugar the rest of the day. I think that's, uh, I think we've all kind of figured out that the shamrock shake, not the healthiest choice. I don't know that we really needed to point that out, but I don't think we knew it was just that bad or why your kids are now bouncing off the walls. So that is going to do it for this episode. I know it's kind of short and I know I've been kind of sporadic lately. I had that Florida trip and I have a couple things coming up here. So uh, I just want to touch base, let you know how I'm doing. Hope you're doing great. Stay up with it. And I'll leave you with this little note. This is a a point I did in my speech. There are two F's in life. One is feedback and one is failure. And so, you know, I get back from my trip and I'm like, oh, I'm actually up a little bit. Well, if I quit, that's failure. I could go, ah, I'm so sick of this. And there was no place to buy vegetables. I didn't have a car. I knew I couldn't do this. That's failure. But if I look at it and go, okay, what can I do differently next time? And I did take some meal replacements with me. That was a good thing. Next time, I need to take more. Because that that worked. I just ran out like halfway through the trip. And I could have gotten by pretty good with that. Uh, In terms of finding vegetables to eat, not much you can do there. right? I can't take them on the plane and... uh, you know, I guess I could have taken an Uber to the grocery store or something like that, but then I would have missed the conference. You do the best you can, but you look at it as feedback. What could I do differently here? Why? What was I feeling when I made this bad choice? How many hours of sleep did I feel had I had when I made this bad choice? What did I feel like after I made that bad choice? Was it really worth it? Did it really help? And the answer usually is no. So there's feedback and failure. So there's feedback and there's failure. And it's only failure when you quit. So the answer is don't quit. You can do it. Live right. Eat better. Exercise. Repeat. And the weight will come off. You can do this. I can do this. I'm there with you. Just like the guys on... Fit to fat to fit. It's on A&E, by the way. I'm not sure what night or whatever, but I'll put again a link to the show. You can watch the full episodes right there online. Just go to LogicalLoss.com slash 279. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to dave at logicalloss.com or call in your comments toll-free, 888-563-3228. 
You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do to die it. Thin. Won't tell you lies. Thin. I won't smaller thighs. Thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to